The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everything you need to know about Eagles camp. Day number five, it's football 24-7 with John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Johnny Mack, energized to begin uh, week number two. You're hanging around with head coach Nick Sirianni too much. Uh, You're attacking football 24-7. Nice to have you here, my friend. Nice to be with you, Cross. You got to attack everything. Yesterday, I attacked rest. That's what Nick Sirianni... You got to attack rest. You got to attack the day. You got to get 1% better. And I think, I think the Eagles offense finally got a win today. If we're going offense, defense, I'm going to go for the first time. It's four to one. I'm going to give it to the offense. I don't know. We'll talk to Nick Sirianni tomorrow. Uh, Maybe he'll let us in, but. I thought it was better today from an offensive perspective, and that's a positive because it's been really difficult sledding for that side of the ball early in camp. A lot to cover today, Johnny Mack, on your report here on this Monday. Let's start with the timeline that changed a little bit early this morning because uh, the press conference with the coaches start it before practice instead of post-practice. So you began your day in the press conference and then transitioned uh, out of the press conference uh, into uh, practice, and then that's when uh, everything else unfolded. But let's begin with the press conference this morning. Um, Who spoke? What was said? What was it all about? Uh, It was Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, for the first time this summer. So we got to talk to Shane. It's interesting because I think people forget. I mean, sometimes this is the first time this coaching staff has been doing it. So they're kind of feeling their way through the process as well. And it was Nick Sirianni who kind of told the PR staff that let's get let's do this before practice and you know, then we'll talk to the players after practice. So he wanted to ship it up, ship things up uh, for the way he wanted to handle his day. So, you know, everything's a work in progress. I talk about this all the time, Krause. Until you do it, you don't know. And Nick has never been a head coach in this league. So, you know, maybe he got some advice, just do it after practice. He didn't like it. He wants to get right into work right in the film, so he wants to get it out of the way uh, first thing in the morning, then get on the practice field. Little things like that doesn't mean much from a fan perspective, but it kind of tells you 
the enormity of the job, the things you got to think about. I always talk about, you know, fans want to talk about X's and O's, understandably. They want to talk about play calling and things like that. He's got so many more things he's got to deal with on a given day. And that's difficult. And it's part of the thing that we always talk about. There's going to be some learning on the job for Nick Sirianni, and that's ongoing as we speak. I am curious to Shane Steichen's comments this morning, especially since you began the Football 27 report today, Football 24-7 with John McMullen. You began the report by giving the nod or the hat tip to the offense, which would be a first, unofficially, of course, um, but um, it is a first. What did Shane uh, or Coach Steichen have to say in the morning presser? Well, I mean, there were a lot of things he was going over. Obviously, how Jalen Hurts has progressed in the first few days of practice, that was uh, obviously first and foremost in, in most people's minds. You know, Zach Ertz, his engagement with the playbook, the fact that he wants to be here or not, and he doesn't. Uh, so that's kind of a difficult um, a difficult hurdle for a young coaching staff to get over, I think. Maybe even an unnecessary one, Krause, if you want to talk from Howie Roseman's perspective. Uh, everything from that to formational issues, you know, I wrote about this 21 speed formation. Uh, the Eagles have been sort of unbailing, sort of throwing out there where Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell are on the field at the same time. Talked a little bit about that. Um, you know, I, I think we'll start with Jalen Hurts because the one thing you said, even though Jalen struggled in that first segment of camp, one thing you said was, he didn't struggle throwing the deep ball, and that's that's uh, uh, that's true. Um, it was more the intermediate stuff. Uh, it seems like, and the Eagles have said this before. Doug Peterson said this. They saw a lot of Russell Wilson type traits in Jalen Hurts, and one of the things Russell does very well is throw the deep ball, and Jalen has been doing that today with Quez Watkins. I was able to find Quez on a go route down the field. So that's been a positive at the start of camp. And, you know, I say it all the time. And Jalen spoke after practice today, Jalen Hurts. Uh, and he said it again, you know, get 1% better every day. It's a cliche, but he's gotten better in every practice, a little bit better. And today was by far his best practice. So it's going to be tough for him to get a little bit better tomorrow. Now we see if the consistency is there. Um, because this will be the first time where he's got maybe a difficult hurdle because he played pretty well. So can he get better from today? We'll see. John, is this the first time that Zach Ertz has been – quote it either directly or indirectly in stating that he does not want to be here. Did I hear you correctly on that? No, no, that's not a direct quote from Zach. Zach hasn't talked to us. Zach talked to us in the offseason. Zach talked to us um, 
at the end of last season, you remember his emotional goodbye, uh, his agent behind the scenes. Uh, now, he doesn't want to be here. That's me saying that uh, from reporting. I'm hardly the only one. Uh, they've made it very clear, and the Eagles have made it clear that they want to move in a different direction as well. That's what makes this whole situation so strange and the fact that Howie Roseman keeps playing this game of chicken. Because remember, Joe, you're out on that field, and Zach is out there practicing. He's due $8.5 million this year. If he gets hurt, you got to pay him. There's no salary cap relief for trading him. Can't trade him if he's hurt. So he's playing literally a game of chicken with Zach Ertz. And Zach, by the way, continues to wear his shorts inside out because he doesn't want to show the Eagles logo. It's a bit of a protest. If Howie does nothing, what happens? Zach's on the 53-man roster? Yeah, Zach's on the 53, making eight and a half million a year. Uh, you probably can't work out an extension with Dallas Goddard until next offseason. Um, and you'll have to play more two tight end sets. So we talk a lot. I just mentioned 21 speed, 21 personnel, uh, 11 personnel, which is three receivers. That's what Nick Sirianni would prefer to play. I got news for you. Zach Ertz is better than Travis Fulgham or Greg Ward or if you want to go to the running backs, Kenny Gainwell. So if you're going to preach competition, how do you go in your locker room and say, we're going to play this style because I want to play this style and keep a better player on the bench? It makes things more difficult for Nick Sirianni. I think this is unneeded. I think the Eagles should have made a move before Zach showed up to camp. There was an update today, Johnny Mack, on Devontae Smith. Uh, Tell us the update, tell us what it means, and tell us when is the next time Devontae Smith will actually be participating in practice. Well, he's got a sprained MCL, uh, and the Eagles say they're not worried about it behind the scenes. Uh, Two to three weeks has been the timetable. Um, I would think it would be closer to the latter than the former, So if you do three weeks from today, August 2nd, you're talking about August 23rd, there should be time uh, to be ready for week one in Atlanta. However, I will say, I, I doubt, you know, if you want me to predict today, I doubt Devontae Smith is going to see any preseason action. Uh, in any of the preseason games. I would be stunned if he plays at all. And it's a rookie player. He's losing valuable reps. So you can talk about his talent. But to be a rookie and not be able to get all those reps in training camp, that's that's a, that's a big blow. And that's the best-case scenario, uh, that two or three weeks. That's the best-case scenario. So it's going to set him back. And all of a sudden, we talk, we've talked about that domino effect. You've heard me talk about that in a positive direction, what Devontae Smith does for that wide receiving corpse, what 
Steve, Steve Nelson does for the cornerback group. Now it's the opposite. It's a domino effect in a negative direction. Jalen Rager's got to step up and be a wide receiver one. He's not a wide receiver one. Uh, Greg Ward, you know, all due deference to my partner, Jody Mack. You don't want him on the field. You got to get better. Uh, Travis Fulgham, it's not a good group. And you're making things more difficult uh, for Jalen Hurts. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles start kicking the tires on trying to to pick up more of a veteran presence at wide receiver at some point uh, this summer. Man, when I hear you describe it like that, Johnny Mac, I immediately go back to just a season ago where I felt, doesn't necessarily mean it's correct, but I felt Carson didn't have the weapons. No, he didn't. He didn't. If Jalen doesn't have the weapons, then how can we or anyone or Jalen himself expect to be better, expect to lead this team into a position where they can compete with their opponent? Well, a lot of people have asked that question. Can you fairly evaluate Jalen Hurts without the proper weapons around him? Now, the Eagles have high hopes that Miles Sanders will bounce back and have a good year running back. They think Dallas Goddard is ready to break out and be a top-tier tight end in this league. So uh, part of it is good, but the receiving group was relying too much on a rookie, number one. I mean, look, I think the kid is tremendously talented, but that is a lot of pressure to put on a rookie receiver to go out and say, okay, you're the guy. You're the guy, and you got to make everybody better. And you saw it in the first four days of camp. At times, Devontae Smith struggled a little bit with press coverage, uh, probably a little bit too much press coverage from where they should be in camp. Uh, Darius Slay showed him some veteran tricks of the trade, so to speak. Steve Nelson got really physical with him. So, you know, he was kind of feeling his way healthy. And then he gets hurt, and that's going to set him back, best-case scenario, two weeks. Worst-case scenario isn't three. It's probably four, five weeks. And then potentially if it's five, I don't want to speculate. I'm not, I don't understand the medical intricacies that go with it. But if it is five, you're into maybe not playing in the opening game in Atlanta, which is on the 12th. Or you think that you think that includes potentially going out to that? Well, I I just, you know, when I hear MCL, there's a lot of different grades. I mean, Isaac Sayamalo had a sprained MCL mishap the season. Ultimately, he had to have surgery, so um, he had a very serious MCL injury. The Eagles behind the scenes are insistent this is not that serious. Um, So from their standpoint, it's probably uh, the best 
as far as the grades go, when you talk about MCL sprains, um, and you just have to hope that that turns out to be true, um, and it's a multiple week injury, and you're just taking away preseason work and preseason reps, and he'll be there week one, but how ready will he be ready to play without that preseason work, without those training camp reps? We'll have to wait and see. Football 24-7 with John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. It's our week two, day five camp report. Everything you need to know about Eagles camp, you get it from John McMullen, who starts his day early and works into uh, the night. Johnny Mac, Brandon Brooks um, did not return to the field Last week, he was off, I guess, for Veterans Day. He he did not practice. Did he practice on Saturday or no? He did or he didn't? No, he, did he, didn't. he um, didn't. What's his Eddie, status update as of today? Yeah, he didn't practice today as well. The Eagles are just being cautious. Brandon, though, actually spoke to us um, after practice from uh, the podium. So that's an indication that he's okay uh, because uh, if you're injured – uh, you're not going to be made available to the media. So Brandon's a little bit different. They're being really cautious with Brandon. But Brandon's a veteran player. Brandon's been doing this for a long time. To be perfectly blunt, Brandon doesn't need uh, preseason work, doesn't need a lot of practice reps. And, you know, the goal for him, the goal for veteran players to get him to week one as healthy as possible. And, you know, it's a little bit different, as I said, with Devontae Smith as a young rookie. There's a lot of work to be done. He's not used to the NFL game. You want to get him up to speed as quickly as possible. So I think it's two different uh, situations. But I, uh, I wouldn't be concerned about Brandon at all. He doesn't need to play in any preseason games. Um, the issues with him are health concerns, obviously and the fact that he's had two torn Achilles over the past three years. And the last thing you want to do is push him with a tweaked hamstring. Um, so the Eagles are being very cautious, and that's probably the right way to go with Brandon Brooks. Another player on the roster who doesn't really need to participate in training camp uh, is Ryan Kerrigan, I would think. Um, but he was injured today. What? Tell me what it is or what it was, and is it anything to be concerned about? I like Ryan Kerrigan. I loved the signing when they signed Ryan Kerrigan. Um, anything to worry about, John? Yeah, we'll, we'll get more information tomorrow morning. What I can tell you is Ryan got walked off the field uh, shaking his hand. Uh, uh, it was his right hand, and he was in – you know, he was in some pretty significant pain. I uh, went to the medical tent and then uh, moved inside to the Novacare complex and did not return to practice. So he might be hurt a little bit, but, you know, defensive ends, edge rushers, a hand, they'll tape that thing up and go. So, again, they'll probably be, because it's a veteran player, even though it's a new system for him, 
Ryan's played a lot of football. The Eagles know what he is as a player, know who he is as a player. I imagine they're going to be very cautious. But week one, as I said, even if he's got a broken hand or something like that, you've seen defensive linemen, they'll play with a club on their hand. Um, I, I wouldn't imagine that Ryan would miss any regular season work with that type of injury. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen. John, now, real just- quick, I'm just listening to myself. Sorry, Krause. If it's some kind of ligament thing that needs surgery, that could be a little bit different. So, again, uh, we'll get more clarity uh, probably tomorrow morning at practice on what exactly is going on with Ryan. Uh, so hopefully we'll, we'll have to monitor the situation. You never say never in this league. If he tore a thumb ligament or something like that, and he has to get surgery, that could cost him some time. But uh, it's still too early to tell on that one. No pads today again. Scheduled to put the pads on starting tomorrow. Is that true and true? It is true. It'll be the first time they have pads on tomorrow. Now understand that doesn't mean they're going to have pads. It's very uh, uh, very scaled back rules in the modern NFL uh, that limit how many times you can wear pads. But you have this ramp up period. Tomorrow's the first day the Eagles uh, can be in pads. They will be in pads. And that's where the left tackle competition, for instance, will really ramp up. Uh, There's certain positions, offensive line, running back especially, you got to see the guys in pads. So we're going to get to see Jordan Mailata versus Andre Dillard. Um, And they've been rotating. It was Andre's day today. So Jordan um, will get the opportunity to be with the first team tomorrow in the first day of pads. And that's that's a big break for him. That gives him a little bit of, a, of an advantage early on in, in that competition. How did Andre Dillard do today, John? Yeah, I've been talking about this a lot today because, you know, people have declared Jordan Mailata the winner <laughs> through five days of camp. And, you know, everybody likes Jordan. Um, great personality, great guy. Uh, tremendous physical specimen, 6'8", 360, 370, moves like he's 250. I mean, he's an athletic marvel. Um, But, you know, a lot of people look at one-on-one drills. So I dug in my notebook. I got a Jeff Stoutland quote. Uh, Look, I I watched Jordan Mylotta from the day he got here. If, if one-on-one drills meant anything to Jeff Stoutland, he wouldn't even be here today to be in this competition because he used to get beat like a drum on a daily basis by Joe Osman because he didn't know how to play. He was just learning from ground zero. The first day I met Jordan, he didn't know how to put on a football helmet. That's, that's, that's where he was when he first got here. So it's been an amazing journey. He's come so far, but I see so many people saying, oh, Jordan looks better in one-on-ones. 
and I put, and people should go to my Twitter account at JF McMullen. You can see Jeff Stoutland's quotes. Look, you're supposed to win one on ones. The offense uh, is supposed to win seven on sevens. You're supposed to be able to complete passes against seven on seven. Um, one on ones with uh, receivers and defensive backs always favor the receivers. One on one defensive line versus offensive line always favor the defensive line. Always, always, always. I want to paraphrase your conversation on Birds 365, uh, John, so feel free to correct it or um, or agree with it. Um, I listened to your conversation with Jody Mack and Jeff Kerr, who's sitting in your chair while you're covering camp, uh, on the Dillard situation. You believe it's Dillard's job to lose, not my lotus to win. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I, I do believe that for this reason, because, uh, because of the GM. And I use the example, and I'm talking about Howie Roseman. People are going to get upset by that, but it's not just Howie Roseman. And I gave the example of Jordan Hicks, who's everybody remembers him, the ex-Eagles linebacker. While the Arizona Cardinals drafted a linebacker in the first round, Steve Kime called Jordan up. He's the GM with Arizona and said, look, you're not going to compete for the starting job. This kid is the starter. Um, Andre Dillard was drafted in the first round. Howie Roseman wants him to succeed. Every GM is like that. He's going to give him every opportunity to win that job. And I've compared it to a heavyweight boxing match. And those old school. If you were the heavyweight champion of the world, you either had to get knocked out or you had to get really, really beaten badly. Uh, if it was close, they'd give you the deference and say, this is the champ. We're going to keep the title on him. That's what it's like being a first-round pick in this league. You're given deference. So Jordan's got to win that job clearly. If it's close, they're going to give it to Dillard. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying Jordan won't be to win the job. I'm saying he's got to significantly outplay Andre Dillard. A couple other things, Johnny Mack, before we wrap up your uh, day five report, week number two here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Um, I do want to get your day five Jalen Hurts report. We did talk about it um, earlier in the segment, um, but just his body of work today. Uh, and how did my buddy Joe Flacco do? Um, did he make any noise? Did anybody see Joe Flacco uh, at practice today? Well, uh, we always see Joe, obviously. But your, uh, first off, Jalen, um, he has his best day. Of, of the summer by far. And oh. you could tell he was feeling it early on. First two passes were out patterns, uh, almost identical routes to the opposite side of the field. Uh, first, he was throwing to his left to Travis Fulgham, about 12, 13 yards, uh, way on the sideline. So takes arm strength. You got to get it out on time. Got to get the football there. And he was able to do it. Then they did the exact same thing on the other side to Zach Ertz. He hit them both. Uh, great passes. 
And that's been the struggle early on has been the intermediate stuff um, where it's been wildly inconsistent. So he's a lot better. He had another go route for a touchdown to Quez Watkins that got the people fired up. Uh, had a number of nice screen passes so you could see the timing developing. Uh, he had a bubble screen to Quez Watkins for a touchdown. Uh, so Quez got my practice game ball uh, of the day. Um, by far, by far, Jalen Hurts' best day of the summer. Wow. Great to hear with John McMullen. Last thing I want to cover with you, John, just so we all understand um, why it's done. Two contracts, two veteran contracts today, restructured by the team. I know that's normal behavior. Is there anything to it other than that? No, I mean, you're always trying to create. Remember, the Eagles don't have a ton of space, and they have even uh, less space than they should have from a salary cap standpoint uh, when it comes to Zach Ertz, and we've talked about him and the $8.5 million. So um, you're always looking to tweak deals. You're always looking for salary cap relief. It's one of the things that Howie Roseman uh, does best to be honest um and uh it's it's his strength as a general manager so when we always talk about if we look forward to 2022 and by the way we haven't gotten to that we probably should really quickly because Carson Wentz is going to undergo surgery there's some good signs later reports he might be able to get back week one but they gave a really shaky timetable, five weeks to 12 weeks. If it's the if it's the, the worst-case scenario, there's no way the Eagles are getting a first-round pick. There's no way he meets the conditions, uh, and that hurts them as far as moving forward, whether they want to go after a quarterback next year or whatever they want to do. But they have significant draft capital, and they will have significant salary cap space. And that's what Howie's been doing this whole time, setting up more for 2022. I know Jeff Kerr brought up a name that we haven't heard the last couple of days. Has Deshaun Watson's name surfaced at all? Uh, yeah, you know, not in, a good in, way. in the weeds or, you know, in the press conferences? Not in a good way because uh, there was one of the accusations became public on, I think it was an Instagram show. And so um, public relations hit. Uh, everybody can read it. Just Google it if you want to read it. Some pretty disturbing allegations. Um, to this point, they're all allegations, though. I keep saying this. There is no charges from a criminal perspective. Um, he's not on the commissioner's exemplist. Um, he is at Houston's training camp. Um, at some point, this league's going to have to make a decision. And by the and, way, all those, by the way, Johnny Mac, all those accusations were investigated by law enforcement. Not only well, the NFL, forget about the NFL for a moment. Yeah. There were no charges presented, no charges pressed against him after an investigation. 
Well, the, the, the Houston PD still has an open file on the case. It has not closed the case. But to date, um, they have not charged him with anything. Uh, I've talked to a number of lawyers uh, about this. Um, not saying this is right, not saying this is wrong. But it, when it comes to these types of allegations, the more timing that that passes, it becomes more difficult to prove the case from a prosecutorial uh, uh, conduct. So in other words, if the prosecutor believes it can't win the case, it has a duty to not bring the case and waste the time of, of, of and the money and the allocation and the budget. So people around the league do not think Deshaun is ultimately going to be charged with anything. And when that book is closed, I think it speeds up the process. Great stuff tonight from Johnny Mac. Quickly, John, what is tomorrow's schedule? We know it's pads. What does it look like? Uh, same as today, Nick Sirianni will be speaking before practice. Practice starts at 10 a.m. sharp, and they will have the pads on for the first time today. And we will be right back here tomorrow night on the Jacob Media YouTube channel with football 24-7 with NFL insider John uh, McMullen, co-host of Birds 365. You'll find them on Sports Illustrated. You'll find them in Philly Voice. Uh, lots of stuff, Johnny Mac. Wall-to-wall coverage. Um, great job by you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Krause. All right. That's going to do it tonight. We thank everybody for tuning in to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We'll be right back here tomorrow with everything you need to know about Eagles camp. See you next time, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.